0: Chapter twenty four of History of the Norwegian People Volume one by Canute This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter twenty four Events outside of Norway The Norse Colonial Empire, the Orkney and Shetland Islands Many men of influence and power left to Norway after the Battle of Hafersfjord in eight seventy two. They emigrated to the Faroe Islands, the Orkney and Shetland, Hyotland groups, the Hebrides, Sudriar, to Iceland, and to the Viking colonies in the west. Olav the White's son, Eystein and Ivar Boneless ruled in Dublin, and possessed large districts in Scotland, while Ketil Flatnev, father of Aud the Deep-Minded, the wife of Olav the White, had established a sort of independent sovereignty in the Hebrides. These opponents of Harald harbored and aided the fugitives, who used their new homes as a base of operations from which they would send out piratic expeditions to harry the coast of Norway. Irritated by these constant ravages, Harold at length fitted out a large fleet and sailed westward to punish the Vikings. He attacked the Norse settlements in Scotland, chased away the Viking bands from Shetland, the Orkneys, and the Hebrides, and seems to have visited even the Isle of Man. Shetland and the Orkneys were annexed to Norway, and Ragnvald Meryarl's brother Sigurd was made ruler of the new provinces. This expedition against the Vikings made Harold a friend of the English king Ethelstan, with whom he concluded a treaty. The two kings sent each other valuable presents, and each sought to rival the other. Harold also sent his son, Håkon to England to be reared at the court of King Æthelstan, not as the sagas would explain it in order to insult the king, but because he wished the boy to become acquainted with English manners and culture. Jarl Sigurd and Thorsten the Red, a son of Olav the White of Dublin, soon gained possession of Caithness, Sutherland, Sutherland, and other districts of northern Scotland, as far as to the river Eichel, Says the Orkney Saga, Sigurd died in Scotland, and was succeeded by his son Gutorm, But he lived only a year, and Torvinar, a son of Ragnvald Murray Jarl, became Jarl of the Orkneys. From him descended the powerful Orkney Jarls, prominent both in Scotch and Norwegian history. He was a half brother of Gangerolf, who founded the Norse dukedom of Normandy. Harald Hörfager's son Hafthor Halleg, who had killed Ragnvald Murray Jarl in Norway came to the Orkneys to drive away Torveinar Einar fled to Caithness, but returned to the islands with a large force, and defeated and killed Hafdan. As a punishment, King Harald demanded of the people of the Orkneys a tax of sixty marks of gold. This tax Einar undertook to pay on condition that the people should surrender to him their right of Odal, i.e. the right of private ownership of the land which they tilled. When Torvainar died, about 910, his three sons, Arnkel, Erland, and Thorfinn Hauserclv, succeeded him. During their time, King Eric Bloodaxe, son of Harald Horfagre and his queen Ragnhild, sought refuge in the Orkneys, having been banished from Norway. Arnkel and Erland helped King Eric in his battles in England and fell there, but Thorfinn Hauserclv remained Jarl of the Orkneys till 963. He married Grelaug, daughter of the Scotch Mare Dungad, or Duncan, and received with her Cathnus which from now on was united with the Orkneys. He was mound-buried on the northwest coast of South Ronaldse at Hoxa. Thorfinn's five sons succeeded one another as Jarls of the Orkneys. King Eric Bloodaxe's daughter Ragnhild married in course of time three of the brothers, but caused the death of all her husbands. Her evil influence brought about a period of feuds and bloodshed in which many of the leading men of the islands met their death. At length, Lodva, the fifth and only remaining son of Thorfinnhauserkluv, became Jarl. He died about 980 and was succeeded by his son Sigurd Ludvesson, the famous Orkney Jarl who fell in the Battle of Clontarf. King Olaf Tryggvesson forced Sigurd to acknowledge his overlordship and to accept Christianity 995. The island Jarldom had been a Norse dependency since Harald Horfager's time, but the suzerainty of the Norwegian kings was not always firmly maintained till in the reign of Olaf Haraldsson, 1015-1030. to Jarl Sigurd ruled not only over the Orkneys and Caithness, but also over Sutherland, Ross, Moray, and Argyll in Scotland, as well as over the Hebrides and Man. He was often hard pressed in his wars with the Scotch earls or marimores, and in order to get more active support from his people, he gave them back their right of odal, which Torvinar had taken from them. He defeated Findlay, the father of Macbeth, at Shetamira, and in the Battle of Head, he defeated the two Scotch marimores, hunde at Melsnachtan, but being unable to defend his Scotch possessions, he made peace with Scotland, and married the daughter of King Malcolm II. She was his second wife, and bore him the son Thorfinn. When Sigurd fell at Clontarf in 1014, three sons of a former marriage, Sumarlide, Bruza, and Einar Vrangmund, divided the Orkneys among themselves, but none of them lived long, and Thorfinn soon became the ruler of his father's possessions. But he soon had to surrender two-thirds of the Orkneys to Ragnvald, the son of Brusa, who returned to the island in 1035. For some time, Thorfinn and Ragenwald were friends, and made Viking expeditions together. But when Thorfinn suddenly demanded that Ragnvald should give up one-third of his possessions to Karl Arnason of Norway, hostilities began in which Ragnvald was defeated and slain. After Thorfinn's death about 1064, his two sons, Paul and Erland, ruled jointly till 1098, a period during which the islands enjoyed peace and prosperity. They were succeeded by their sons, Haakon Paulsen and Magnus Erlinson, or St. Magnus, but in 1115 the selfish and violent Haakon slew Magnus, who was afterward venerated as a saint. The direct line of Norse Jarls in the Orkneys became extinct in 1231 upon the death of John Jarl, but the islands remained a Norwegian dependency till 1471. In 1468, the Orkney Islands were mortgaged by Christian I, King of Denmark and Norway, to King James III of Scotland as security for 50,000 Rhenish gulden, this sum being part of the dowry of 60,000 Rhenish gulden which his daughter Margaret was to receive upon her marriage to King James. In 1471, the last Orkney Jarl, William Sinclair, ceded the islands to the Scotch King and received in return extensive possessions on the mainland of Scotland. Numerous remains from the Norse period are still found in the islands. Burial mounds, ship burials, stone monuments, and ruins of churches and other old buildings attract the attention of scientists and travelers. The town of Kirkwall, Kirkuvager, was founded by Jarl Ragenwald, the son of Brusa. It is built on the same plan as the early Norwegian cities of Tunsberg, Nidaros, Oslo, Bjorgvin, and Stavanger. The St. Olaf Cathedral in Kirkwall was erected by Jarl Ragnvald, who was a friend of St. Olaf Haraldsson, king of Norway. In ten fifty, Jarl Thorfinn went on a pilgrimage to Rome, where he received Pope Leo IX's permission to establish a separate bishopric for the Orkneys. The Christ Church at Birgisa, the first bishop's church in the islands, is thought to have been erected by Thorfinn. The bishop's residence was later removed to Kirkwall. The church at Orfiara was built by Jarl Hawk and Paulson, eleven eighteen to eleven twenty two, in expiation of the murder of Saint Magnus. Among other conspicuous ruins are those of the Magnus Church on Eglesey. The bishop's palace in Kirkwall and Notland Castle on Westray. The grandest building in the Orkneys is the Magnus Cathedral in Kirkwall, a truly magnificent structure erected by Ragnvald Jarl, the second Orkney jarl of that name, 1137 to 1156. It is the mightiest monument left by the Norsemen in the West. Indeed, next to Trondheim Cathedral, the oldest monument of the whole ancient Norway. Here too, says L. Dietrichson, is a confirmation of what may generally be said of the Viking expeditions. Namely, that although in themselves wild and barbaric, they always contained the germ of a new, rich cultural development that stirred as soon as the warlike spirit sank to rest and left room for the play of the intellectual strength and civilizing power that also dwelt on the Vikings. St. Magnus's Cathedral is the living expression of this thought. The people of the Orkneys have retained to the present time their Norse character. They are proud of their Norse descent and refuse to be called Scotch. They live on their country homesteads, as of old, and the freeholders are still called udalers, i.e. odalsmænd. They are great sailors and fishermen, and show a preference for a seafaring life. In the course of the 18th century, the Norse language disappeared, and English is now spoken exclusively, but many Norse words and idioms have been preserved. The Orkney peasants still say, look the grind, for shut the gate, and their accent strongly resembles that of the western districts of Norway. Professor P. A. Munch, who traveled in the Orkneys in 1849, writes, The Norse era, isolated by a new linguistic period, stands surrounded by a mystic glory in the memory of the people of the Orkneys. They exalt it to the skies at the expense of the English Scotch period. Everything belonging to that time, and in general everything which is called Norn, from Norn, or Norse, they regard as better and nobler than the English or Scotch. I experienced many very touching examples of the devotion with which the people still cling to Norway, and to the memories of this their motherland. When the Orkneys came under Scotland, a number of Scotchmen came over to the islands, and through the aid and connivance of the rulers they secured large estates and became in time a landed aristocracy. The original Norse setters became more and more dependent on the great landowners, and were oppressed by heavy taxes. This engendered a spirit of ill-feeling between the Scotch and the Norse elements, which increased when the Scotch law was substituted for the old Norse law of St. Olaf. Tenaciously, the people clung to their old rights. Even in 1903, an Orkney farmer so stoutly defended his rights according to St. Olaf's Norse law, in regard to some fisheries in dispute, that the English authorities made inquiries of a Norwegian professor of jurisprudence at the University of Christiania to secure information regarding this old law. The Orkney group consists of about 80 islands, all of which have Norse names, with the exception of two or three. The islands have a population of about thirty thousand. The two cities are Kirkwall, with four thousand inhabitants, and Stromness, with two thousand. The Orkneys are divided into eighteen parishes, and together with the Shetland Islands, they have one representative in the English Parliament. The Shetland Archipelago, Old Norse Hjaltland, was settled by the Norsemen on their early expeditions to the British Isles. The islands were inhabited at that time by the Picts, called Petar by the Norsemen who had been converted to Christianity by Irish monks prior to the arrival of the Vikings. Many ruins and stone monuments still preserve the resemblance of these early inhabitants. Carnes, burial mounds of stone, and stone circles from this period are found both in the Shetland Islands and the Orkneys, but the most noteworthy Pictish monuments in the Shetland Islands are the round stone towers, Pictish towers, built of undressed stone without the use of mortar. Several ruins of such towers are still found, and one, the Broch of Musa, is still preserved entire. In the Egil's saga, it is called Mose-Jarborg. The old tower has derived its name from the Isle of Mosa, Old Norse Mose, on which it is situated. The story is told that while Harald Horfager ruled in Norway, a prominent Viking merchant, Bjorn Brynjolfsson, eloped with the beautiful Thora rolls daughter, frafjordina The two fled to Shetland to escape the wrath of the angry parents. The wedding was celebrated in the Brock of Mosa and the young couple spent the winter there. In the spring, Bjorn learned that he had been outlawed by the king, and that the Jarls in the Orkneys and the Hebrides had received orders to seize him. He accordingly continued his flight to Iceland, where he arrived safely with his bride. A couple of centuries later, the chieftain Erland Ungi fled from the Orkneys with Margaret, the mother of Jarl Harald Madditson, famous alike for her beauty and her frivolity. They were pursued by the angry Jarl, and sought refuge in the Brock of Mosa. Jarl Harald was unable to take the tower by force, and an agreement was made according to which Erland was allowed to marry Margaret on condition that he should swear fealty to Harold. In course of time, the original Celtic inhabitants disappeared. The Norsemen gradually took full possession of the islands and gave them the Norse names which they still bear. Most of the names of mountains, islands, rocks, and skerries in the Shetland archipelago are Norse, which is seen from the usual Norse terminations Firth, Fjord, wick, Vik, Ness, Ness, Dale, Dollar, Vok, Vager, etc., found in names like Hillswick, Hildisvik, Thorness, Thorness, Laksvo, Laksavager, Hamnavok, Hafnavaga. In the southern part of the island of Mainland lies the estate Hauf, Old Norse Hof. The name indicates that a heathen temple was once located here. In the reign of King Olaf Tryggvason, the Shetland Islands were united with the Kingdom of Norway. Christianity was introduced, and the Norse system of law and government was established here, as elsewhere in the Norse colonies. The All Thing of the Islands was held in the present parish of Thingval, Thingvalr, where the place of meeting is still seen on a little island in a lake near the church. The island is connected with the mainland by a row of stones called the Stepping Stones. The island of mainland was divided into seven judicial districts, or things, the names of five of these have been preserved namely sansthing thing eisthing eisthing delthing Dalthing, lundsthing thing and nestthing nestthing the two others rotherthing and thrita thing are known only from the sagas the norse language died out in the islands in the 18th century but the english which is now spoken is still mixed with many norse words and idioms According to Jakob Jakobsen, about 10,000 Norse words are still used in the Shetland Islands. In the Orkneys, not quite as many. Words like cairn, Norse kfern, a handmill, half-fishing, Norse ocean-fishing, taus, Norse taug, rope, hogan, Norse hagi, a pasture, hoisede, Norse high seat. The seat of the lady of the house, Bismar, Norse Bismar, a steel yard are interesting examples in dress and mode of life. Many Norse customs still prevail. The Shetland Islands continued to be a Norse colony till fourteen sixty eight when they were mortgaged to Scotland by King Christian I by the same documents in which he also included the Orkneys. Here, as in the Orkneys, a feudal system was introduced whereby English and Scotch lords took possession of the soil. The independent freeholding Norse farmer class disappeared and the Norse population became tenants under the great landlords. Of the 117 islands which form the Shetland Archipelago, only 29 are inhabited. The large island of Mainland embraces the greater portion of the inhabitable area. In 1890, the Shetland Islands had a population of 28,711. The cities are Lerwick and Scalaway, with 4,600 independents respectively. End of chapter 24